Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, I'm Whitney Port and this is With Wit. A lot of you may know me from reality TV and the reality is a lot's happened since the hills. With Wit is dedicated to having real, raw, and occasionally ridiculous conversations with the people who have had a profound impact on me. Life-changing moments, life-changing people. Because on With Wit, very little is off limits. Are we going to do any kind of like thing at the top? Yeah, what, do, what, what kind of thing? Well, here the music. Like, how's the music go? It's sh- that Shuffy song. Going through the tears and silver streams. This is just a karaoke. A couple minutes of karaoke is never hurt. Okay, now it ends, right? So pause it. Uh huh. Ugh, love that song. Welcome <laughs> to Relationship Advice with Wit and Tim, or Timmy, as a lot of people call me, which I don't refer to myself as because I don't love it, but we're going to give. Relation advice. Do you not love Timmy? I don't like calling myself Timmy, but I don't mind if other people call me Timmy. I get it. I but get it. Welcome to a new mini series in Whitney's podcast where we give relationship advice. And I'm here because I am in a relationship with Whitney that a lot of people refer to as, quote, goals. <laughs> now, I'm on the edge of being a millennial, so I sort of understand what that means. Timmy doesn't let me talk like a millennial. I say savage, and I'm pretty sure I have like seven of ten tries done. Like, I only have three more times she's to only, say that. Yeah, right. You can only say savage so many times, and she has to whisper it when she says it. So, we're not really ones to like tell other people what to do. What to do. It kind of leaves a bad taste in my mouth when anyone does that. But we're going to do it anyway. I also think it's different when people ask you for your advice. It's one thing to give unsolicited advice, which is not welcome. It's another thing when I put an Instagram story out there and ask people if they have issues and they want our advice. Right. So since you want it, we're going to give it to you. Exactly. So here's what's going to happen. I am going to play the voicemails that these lovely ladies have sent in. And then Timmy and I are going to... Just going to discuss it. Try and give our opinions. We have listened to these voicemails, but we have not talked about what advice we would give. We just wanted you guys to have hear the real conversation. Exactly. So the first one is... Hi, Whitney. Okay, so getting right into it. 
I dated a guy for a long time, on and off, and he was very emotionally abusive, basically a psychopath. That's what my therapist thinks, you know. And I've read the books. I've tried to, you know, fix myself before dating another person. But, you know, then someone came along, and I've met a really nice guy. Basically, I can't help but have my old relationship kind of bleed into this one, meaning, like, I'll react to things the way I would with, say, the psychopath. And it's really becoming a problem because I know that I'm with a good guy and I'm just so paranoid about all the bad things that used to happen. I'm scared of ruining this. So if you have any advice, I know it's pretty heavy, but thank you. Well, first, let's both make a sucking our teeth noise. Do you want to um, go first? Well, there is one Sounds thing I'll like say. Sounds like you do. <laughs> so I think it is a really natural thing for us to exhibit behaviors and have natural reactions because we're so used to another behavior. Like I, the first thing I would say is I don't want you to beat yourself up for having these kinds of reactions to your new nice boyfriend because you're scarred. You're used to having someone unleash on you. And so you think that that's how people should react and will react. And so you're preparing for that. And I I completely get it. I think the thing that I try to do when I find myself digging into old behaviors, like exhibiting old behaviors is really take a step back and think about how I'm going to react before I actually react. And I think about, wait, who am I dealing with here? Am I dealing with the old boyfriend or am I dealing with the new boyfriend? And I have to really think about, oh my gosh, I'm dealing with a totally different person who has a different personality, who's coming from a place of love. And so I need to then monitor and change my reaction based on that. And so I think it's just really important to like take those moments, take those pauses and remember who you're dealing with before you just react right away. I think that's good advice. I think like what this person is talking about is sort of like reflexive behavior that has been taught to her by this, you know, abusive past boyfriend. And it's really hard to like unlearn things, whether you learned it from an old boyfriend or your parents or whoever, it's really hard to like retrain your brain. So I agree with Whitney, like don't beat yourself up. This is a really like steep hill that you're climbing. Second, I would agree with Whitney, like always take a a pause and just like do a little extra thinking before you talk. I mean, that kind of goes for anything across Mm -hmm. the board. Mm -hmm. And then I imagine that a lot of these issues are coming up because you're assuming what your new boyfriend is thinking and you're assuming he's thinking along the lines of your old boyfriend. So this and this is something that, that Whitney and I were just talking about in our relationship yesterday, like set up rules of engagement with your current boyfriend and tell him, tell him that this is happening and that, you know, you're telling yourself certain things in your brain because that's what your old boyfriend would lead you to think. And just ask your current boyfriend if he's thinking the way you assume he's thinking. Mm-hmm. Are you annoyed with me? Like, like you know, the fact that you're telling me that the dishes aren't in right, does that mean that you're secretly mad about something else or whatever the behavior from your old boyfriend would warrant? Like, ask your boyfriend now 
give him the benefit of the doubt and and let him tell you that that how he's feeling and let him show you what like a good guy he is. And then believe him when he tells you what he's actually feeling, because then that means that your relationship will be operating from a place of trust. And that's something that Timmy and I have been dealing with a lot. We actually got into a thing yesterday. So don't feel alone in this because I, whenever Timmy's like in an annoyed or bad mood, like I automatically think it's about me just because there have been things that have happened with me growing up and certain relationships that I've had where I've never known if something I did upset someone or not because they never really told me. And so now whenever Timmy's upset about something, like I automatically think it's me. So you need to be able, like Timmy said, to ask them, is it about me or are you doing this because of this reason? And then, like I said, believe them when they say that. That type of constantly asking like, hey, are you annoyed at me? Like that can get tiresome. Like your current boyfriend might be like, stop asking me all these questions. But I feel like if you guys agree, if you set up, as I say, these rules of engagement, you'll ask him a lot in the beginning. He'll tell you no. And then you'll start telling yourself, you'll start being able to accurately guess what he is thinking. And you won't have to ask in the future. This reminds me of something that I learned from Brene Brown, which we've actually discussed on this podcast before, but it's a way to approach these kinds of situations where you could be like, if he does something that upsets you or triggers you and it makes, it reminds you of your ex-boyfriend. And so you think that he's behaving this way. You could say to him, I'm telling myself this story that you are saying this because, you know, I'm so conditioned to think that my ex-boyfriend would say it like this. And so now I'm telling myself this story that this situation has become something that it's not. And you could say that to him. And I think that that would be a way for you guys to open up the discussion. I think that that's really good advice. And to me, my takeaway from that is like, we so often tell our partner how they are feeling when if you just phrase it in a slightly different way, it's so much less accusatory. And you just say like, I'm telling myself this story that you're feeling this way. And then the other person on on the other end can be like, okay, well, you shouldn't be telling yourself that story because I'm not feeling that way. As opposed to being like, oh, you're annoyed with me because I did X, Y, and Z. It's like, don't tell me how I feel. Like, ask if I'm feeling that way. And I think that that goes for anyone in a relationship, not just advice for this person. Mm-hmm. Okay. Good one. Hey, that was our first one. Our first one. Do you think we help people? Uh, So far, I think we're like her life is going to be perfect. (laughs) I think based on that advice. Yeah, Brene Brown. Fucking. I don't give a shit. I gave three different. I enumerated. Like her life is now solved. Set. So send a check. I'm sweating. My palms are sweaty. My under boobs are sweaty. Really? Yeah, it's hot. We also is the air on in here. Knees weak. Mom's spaghetti. Yeah, exactly. And now a word from our brand partner. I don't know about you guys, but homeschooling is quite an adjustment. Listen, Sunny's only three years old, so I don't feel the most intense pressure to be schooling him every day and teaching him. But if he were in kindergarten through 12, like I would be stressing the F out right now. I don't even know if that's appropriate to say, but like I would be stressing. And I feel for so many of you guys out there that have had to manage your kids' education. It's times like these that have inspired me to check out companies like Laurel Springs. 
Laurel Springs is an online learning program. It might be new for your family, but it's actually been around for nearly 30 years. And as the experts in online learning, Laurel Springs has the tools and the curriculum your child needs to maintain their learning unhindered by whatever the future holds. So if your child is in kindergarten, through 12th, you should check them out. Their flexible learning programs offer challenging and diverse courses. They're also accredited by the Western Association of Schools and Colleges and CONIA, which means their transcripts are recognized by colleges and universities worldwide. Register your child at laurelsprings.com slash withwit today and received a waived registration fee. That's laurelsprings.com slash withwit for your waived registration fee. If you're like me and you're struggling with the homeschooling situation right now and you don't know who to turn to and you don't know who to trust, you can look to Laurel Springs. Like I've said, they've been around for over 30 years. A lot of these companies online that are doing virtual programs haven't necessarily been around for that long, so they're not as proven. One more time, go to laurelsprings.com slash with wit and your registration fee will be waived. I hope that this provides some value for you guys and that this can make your homeschooling experience a little bit easier. This episode is brought to you by True Botanicals. So True Botanicals is amazing. I don't know if you guys have seen any of their sponsored content on Instagram lately. One came up on my feed yesterday and it was of this girl putting their oil on. It looked so amazing. It was so soothing. Her skin looked great. I think she was like 30 something and people said she looks 20 something, but I use their oil. I use it every night before bed and I'm obsessed with it. It's super, super, super moisturizing. Here's the deal. Life is obviously full of tough choices and trade-offs, but your beauty routine, what you put on your body every day, it should not be one of them. Given what's going on, a lot of us are focusing on our skin and our health right now because those are the things that we feel like we have a little bit of control over. True Botanicals products are super, super calming and they're really, really clean. You don't have to worry about any of the products that are inside of the items and they're delivered straight to your door. They're filled with natural and organic ingredients. They use the latest scientific advances and centuries-old botanical extracts to create all-natural formulas in their products. So they have an hydrating face cleanser, their face oil for aging, which is the one that I was talking about, which is amazing. And then they have another oil for breakout-prone skin and sensitive skin. They're nutrient-packed serums, and they're so, so, so soothing. Every True Botanicals formula is a Made Safe certified. So that means it's made without 5,000 plus known toxic ingredients. Whether you're looking for an effective anti-aging regimen or seeking a sensitive skin-safe solution, battling pregnancy hormones, or struggling with acne-prone skin, True Botanicals has a natural formulation that will protect and nourish your skin. You've got to try it. You can get 15% off your first purchase at truebotanicals.com slash withwit. Again, that's truebotanicals.com slash withwit for 15% off your first purchase. I highly, highly, highly recommend the oil for anti-aging. So truebotanicals.com slash withwit for 15% off your purchase. 
And now back to our chat. Let's do the next one. Hey, guys. Um, so my question is, and I know you guys have been out of the dating scene for a while now, but I'm considered a millennial in this day and age, so it's kind of dating has definitely evolved, especially during quarantine. But my question is specifically for girls, women, do you think that it's necessary to lower your standards to a degree if you've been single for a while and every guy kind of hasn't really hasn't really been the one yet if you think that you should ever lower your standard and kind of be realistic i guess looks aside you should never settle for anything let's talk about looks okay we like, can talk I, like about looks you're shaking your head because in no way does anyone like should i lower my standards and like date an alcoholic who like abuses me no like you should never lower your standards to that level, but give guys a try who you might not think are like as attractive as they are. And like Whitney, I feel like you did that with me and like it all worked out great. Timmy has this thing where he feels like he's not good looking and it, 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 it's it, not this thing. It's eyes and and, it's and the not info true. that they translate to my brain. It's but not I'm true. You guys all it. know how hot Timmy is. All right. Can I get a whoop whoop? <laughs> Listen, I know you're all woo-wooing in your car because you agree with me on how hot Timmy is, but here's the deal. What's the deal, Lit? Personality is obviously the most important thing, but in you're, the not long gonna, term. you're not going to get to know someone unless you're like, you feel like you're attracted to them and they kind of like pass that attraction test. So, you know, I do think it's important to be attracted to someone, but I also think that attraction grows once you actually get to know someone. So, yes, if you are looking for like the next Brad Pitt, yes, you should be lowering your expectations. Or just like in another, put it another way, like give a whole nother population of guys a try. Yes. You know what I mean? Like girls who are out there who are like, oh, I don't want to date any guy who's like under six feet. No, like right. lower those expectations. Or like, I only want to date a guy who has blue eyes. No, lower those expectations. Because I think we both agree and I think we're really right that it would be naive to discount looks, mm -hmm. but in the long term, it really is not what's most important. And, right. And like if if you can discount looks in the short term a little bit, you might find such an amazing person out there. And it, it, fast forward 10 years, like those looks aren't going to matter. It's such a surface thing. Right. And you're going to be in the relationship for a lot longer than it really ever does matter. Mm -hmm. And I think you could look at it differently. Like instead of saying that you're lowering your expectations, you could be widening your options. Damn. Yo, right. Brene Brown, move over. Maybe it would be valuable to make a list of some of the things that are like non-negotiable. Like for instance, for me, a sense of humor is a non-negotiable. So if they don't have a good sense of humor and they can't make me laugh, then I'm not going to date them, right? Like, that's just super... You're not dating anybody. No, but I'm just saying, like, I'm pretending like I'm um, single like right now, right? However, so then those things are okay. Like, if you have certain standards or certain things that you know that you need that are like that, like someone who's funny or someone who is a good communicator and listener, like, those are the things that I think that you should be looking for and not lowering your expectations of. Keep your personality expectations high. Yes. Lower your 
physical expectations. All the way. A lot of people have written in and we got another call just about being single in this time. So just maybe like it's advice a, on being single. Yeah. I mean, like you said, like this nice young lady said, Timmy and I have been married for five years. We dated for four years before that. So we have been dating and married. Engaged for two. Before all of the dating apps came about. And we don't have to be dating right now. So we may not be the best people to give advice on like how to find the one. But I would say from what I'm hearing from other people right now is that virtual dating is kind of a great thing because people have the time to actually really connect and have long conversations and get to know each other now more than ever. And you can really become friends with someone and get to know someone before you meet them and grow a really great, deep relationship with them without it even being physical. So... I think that's a cool part about online dating right now. It's cool. What else would you say to single men and women right now who are not able to get out there and meet people? I would say, and no offense to you, Wit, because I do think that you're my soulmate, but I would say don't like, in, instead of looking at it as like trying to find like a needle in a haystack, like you're trying to find like just some nice hay in the haystack. You know what I mean? Like you're you're not going to find anyone who's perfect for you cuz like that doesn't exist. No relationship is perfect. Like there's no fairy tale person out there for you. And so you might find someone and like they might have like something that rubs you the wrong way, but don't let that be like a deal breaker because that perfect person like doesn't it's just there's no such thing as a perfect relationship. So like embrace some of those things that might seem imperfect and works. Yeah. If it's a quirk, if it's like a drinking problem, whatever, embrace it. (laughs) And he's joking, you guys. (laughs) And, you know, just realize that it's, you know, you don't want to die alone. Don't die alone. No, I would say just realize that relationships are work and you're going to meet someone who, who you love, but you're always going to have to to work on that. Always. Don't be discouraged if you don't find like the perfect, perfect match. Right. That is a very good point. There's always going to be work no matter how perfect the person seems for you. And now word from our partner. Some of you guys have actually been direct messaging me for my code for Sakara because Sakara is amazing. And I feel like so many of you want it and it's wit. It's just wit. And you get 20% off your order. But a little bit more about Sakara for those of you who don't know about it. It is a nutrition company that believes wellness begins with what you eat, which is obviously true. So much of how we feel about ourselves, both physically and mentally and spiritually, can come from our nutrition. Their signature nutrition program brings the transformational power of plant nutrition to your home. So you can get expertly designed meals to boost immunity, improve your energy, support gut health and digestion, and get skin glowing. So from hearty salads and nutrient-dense granolas to savory flatbreads and seasonal fruit parfaits, their ever-changing menu of creative chef-crafted meals makes clean eating delicious. Their breakfasts are my favorite. Their parfaits are delicious. They have the most amazing vanilla almond milk. And all of Saqqara's meals are 100% plant-based, gluten-free, dairy-free, and non-GMO. So if you have any of those dietary restrictions, and if you 
don't feel like cooking and you just want something healthy and nutritious delivered to your doorstep, you should check out Sakara. Right now, Sakara is offering our listeners 20% off their order when they go to sakara.com slash wit or enter code wit at checkout. In addition to their meals, they also offer daily essentials like supplements and herbal teas to complete your wellness routine and support overall health and vitality. To boost immunity, which is something that we are all trying to do right now, you should definitely try their daily best-selling probiotic blend or detox water drops with pure chlorophyll. They're really, really, really great additions. That's sakara.com slash wit to get 20% off your order. One more time, that's sakara, S-A-K-A-R-A.com slash wit to get 20% off your order. And now back to our conversation. Ready for the next one? The next one's kind of heavy, okay? I was born ready. Hey, Whitney. I'm actually just re-watching some of the study episodes and it's so fun and I just watched the episode where Diane on Burstenberg telling you that the most important relationship you'll ever have is the one with yourself and I just saw your post yesterday about sending in relationship advice so I'm going out on a limb here but I really hope that you can either disguise my voice or not even um, replay my voicemail and just kind of give an overall summary of what my voicemail is. Anyways, I'm of color and I'm married to a Caucasian man. We've known each other for almost 13 years now and I only learned recently that he doesn't believe systemic racism is real and denies white privilege. He fully and truly believes that we all have equal opportunities and that the system and discrimination amongst certain groups of people doesn't impact the group as a whole. I've shared many of my own experiences and obstacles being a first generation North American, I'm not going to say which country, of Southeast Asian ethnicity with him. And I'm also an engineer and am often the only female and almost always the only ethnic minority in the room. And his typical response is, why don't you tell more of your friends to be engineers? So he often deflects and dismisses my experiences and feels that, yeah, the only reason why I'm an Asian engineer is because of the choices of my fellow women and not based on any systemic issues, including sexism or racism. It has come to a point now where I honestly wish I too believe that systemic racism isn't real and there's no such thing as having special privileges based on your skin color to make my life easier. And I'm feeling so insane because of how on far ends of the spectrum we are. Yesterday we got into an argument and he told me I needed to stop forcing discussions on him, that I need to respect his opinion and that it's not my role to change his mind. But I thought my role as a wife is to make him into the best version of himself he can be. And if I truly do love him, it's my job to make him conscious of the things he doesn't see. So my question to you is, what the hell am I supposed to do? I'm going to consider asking him to go to marriage counseling, but if there's any whiff of systemic racism on the plate, I don't think he would be interested in doing that. Hope you can help. Thanks. This is your husband. You love him dearly. There are obviously many, many reasons why you love him. I can imagine, though, that this one that you don't love about him is so big that it forces you to look at the relationship and be like, who am I married to? Because an opinion like this is so large and it really reveals a character trait that is so unlovable. I 
I feel for you, but I can hear in your voice that you do want to make it work and that you do want to start going maybe to some relationship therapy, which I highly, highly, highly recommend. I think that that would be the first step for you, but I don't think that you should tell him straight up that it's about this issue if that's going to scare him away from going. I mean, one, if he says flat out he doesn't want to go with you to marriage counseling, like you really need to reflect and think about who this man is and if this is the man that you want to be with for the rest of your life. But maybe if he gets there and you start going through it with him, maybe you can see some kind of transformation. I mean, I do believe that people are capable of change no matter how deeply rooted their opinion is. I do believe that they're capable of change. And I do believe that if he is, in fact, in love with you and wants to make this work, that he will do whatever it takes to try to work through this with you. Right. You know, we just got done talking about like nobody's perfect and like don't like throw the baby out with the bathwater type of thing. The flip side of that coin is like there are things out there that might be deal breakers and only you can decide what that is for sure. Like for me, like, you know, like someone wearing like a toe ring, like that's a deal breaker. Like for you, like possibly racist might be a deal breaker. You also do have to ask yourself as Whitney was discussing like do you believe that people can change and like you need to know if he thinks people can change and if if the answer is yes then there's hope if the answer is no it seems really like like a tough uh, bridge to cross if the answer is no to either being open to having the conversation or going to marriage counseling that is when you need to have the hard conversation with yourself and be like, am I going to be able to wake up next to this person every morning and love him and want to grow a life with him? Because it may be, I don't know the ins and outs of everything that he has said or thinks, but it could possibly be too big that you may not be able to get over. Yeah. I mean, the the other side is like, there are political issues that divide people in this country tooth and nail and uh, like it's sort of always my mantra to like always leave the door open no matter how strong my convictions are that I could be wrong or someone could see it from a different point of view and like encourage you to do that but it seems really hard with this particular issue to do that like I don't know how you make the point against it Um, but there are people out there that do it all the time It is definitely a tricky one to answer and something for us not knowing all of the details of the relationship, you know, so it's so hard for us to tell you exactly what to do. But if he cannot have this conversation with you anymore, I think you need to start at least going to someone to talk to a therapist and and figuring out how you can approach this situation because it's too much for you to do on your own. Yeah, maybe, maybe like maybe you're not the one to change his mind Mm -hmm. either. Like sometimes people need to hear things like this from like an objective third party. And that's another reason why therapy can be so helpful. But if you really love him, you know, keep in mind that people can have different opinions and, and still love each other. But the important thing is that they're always willing 
to listen to the other person and and like work towards change to become a better person. And I agree with what you said. Your role as a wife is to make him the best version of himself. You just have to think of the right strategy to do that. And it might not be you telling him. It might be someone else telling him, but you facilitate it. That's what? Yeah. Poignant, mishmoignant. Do you want to do one more? Do you want to do one more? Yeah, let's do one more. Hey, Witten Timmy. I love you guys so much, but I guess I'll just jump right into it. I have a long-distance boyfriend, and we see each other about every month, and really everything is great with him. My question is actually about my ex. When we're in our hometown and I see my ex, I just feel like I get extremely emotional and nostalgic, and we hang out in group settings a lot with our friends from home. Sometimes my current boyfriend's around, too. And I've just been wanting to have a conversation with him. But when I see him, I just feel really heartbroken again. And it's really hard to have, on one hand, a beautiful relationship that I don't really have complaints about. And on the other hand, feel that really tough heartbreak from the relationship with my ex. I would reach out to him, but I don't have his number. And we're not really connected on any kind of social media. I'm just in need of some serious advice. I keep feeling like I'm over him when I'm not around him. And then when I see him, it's kind of hard to avoid because we have a lot of similar friends. But when I see him, it's just horrible. Like I feel heartbroken. I feel nostalgic. And I feel like I can't talk to my friends about it because they were with me through the breakup. And like, they're just probably sick of hearing about it. And I feel like I can't really talk to my boyfriend about it because it's kind of I don't know, not very good. So I just want to know, how do I move on for good? Obviously, I love him, but it's just been really tough to really put that in my mind. I love my new boyfriend more than I can even explain. Like, he's truly such an amazing man. It's just hard. Well, your new boyfriend sounds a lot like me. I'm just kidding. (laughs) First of all, I think this caller seems really emotionally intelligent to me. Mm-hmm. Specifically knowing that her friends probably don't want to hear about her breakup story anymore, but that's <laughs> what we're here for. <laughs> Expecting to like get fully over someone might be holding you back. Like if you really loved your ex-boyfriend and it didn't work out, like that totally makes sense. You can love someone and they they just not be right for you. And like I don't think you really ever need to stop loving that person, but you need to figure out a way to put it behind you out of respect and like care for your current relationship, which it sounds like you really have a lot of care and respect for. I mean, one, just off the bat, it doesn't seem like you should be hanging out with them. That's what I was going to say. I think that even if you think he's going to be around, if you're invited to something in a group setting, I wouldn't go. I think if it's going to be too sensitive and the feelings are too raw, just protect yourself and don't go. Because the only thing that I can say is time heals. And if you're continually seeing the person, then you're just opening up those wounds all over again. Right. But like, if you have to see this person, just know that two things can go on at the same time. You can have feelings of love, feel nostalgic for the good times you had, and like that would make it hard to see them. But that doesn't mean that you're not over him or that ending the relationship wasn't the right idea. So just tell yourself, like, it's okay to feel like you miss that person. But in the next breath, tell yourself that like you made the right decision by not being with them for whatever reason you guys ended up breaking up. And then two, like, don't subject your current boyfriend to having to hang out with your last boyfriend. Yeah. What kind of 
town do you live in? Yeah, you said- <laughs> move to a bigger town. <laughs> sounds like a small town. <laughs> There's Definitely. one bar. He's the only Uber driver. Are you on Siesta Key? <laughs> <laughs> is um, this Chloe? Yeah. Oh my God. So is this Julie at? Nice. Her Juliet. name. Her name is pronounced. Her name too. is Julie Dash at. Um, <laughs> No, basically... You're screaming. I agree with the things that he's saying. One, limit the amount of time that you hang out with the ex-boyfriend. Two, limit the amount of time that you hang out with both the ex-boyfriend and the boyfriend together. Three, do not subject your boyfriend or your friends to this because you really don't need to draw this out and talk about it too much. You have to understand just like what Timmy said, that you can have feelings for someone and have that kind of nostalgia and those love feelings can come up and you can still love that person, but it doesn't mean that you want to be in a relationship with them. So really try to like separate those two things. Sometimes when you break up with someone, all that you can think about are the good things that were part of the relationship. Remember kind of the not so good things and why you guys didn't make it. And I think that that will help you move forward. Right. It's like, it's like right now it seems like there's two files in your brain. There's like right for me and dislike. And it seems like your, your ex-boyfriend doesn't fit into the dislike file because you still care for him. And that's totally fine. I think you just need to like reorganize the files in your brain and make a new one for like still care about, but just not the right guy for me right now. And like, you know, fully focusing on on making my relationship with my current boyfriend great. Yeah. And figure out if you're the type of person that can be around this ex-boyfriend. I like, don't do that. I don't know. For me, for me, I I, I don't really stay uh, friends with actually. ex-boyfriends. Like, I, I don't. It's, it's not really something. It's not like I think Timmy's going to care because Timmy's not really a jealous person. But like, there's just really no need. I, I think that it just brings up feelings that you don't that don't need to be there. They were it's reminders. Yes. I mean, it's it's, it's sort feelings. of a case by case basis. Like if there if there's some like girl that I hooked up with 15 years ago once, and she's in my group of friends now, and like there was never any like feelings or whatever, like that's the type of person like maybe you can hang out with if, if like your significant other is cool with it. But like someone who like really meant a lot to you and like you still have feelings for because those feelings maybe never really go away. Like what I've done in my life is like really cut that person out as harsh as that sounds. Like that's what you do out of respect and care for your current relationship. Is totally. that fucked up? No, it's not fucked up. I still follow an ex-boyfriend of mine. Oh, what's Instagram. his name and Instagram handle? But I oh, it's don't giggle know, and it's I giggle and ignore. I the I I don't really care. I just follow it because I. Whitney has this ex boyfriend who's super rich and powerful. No, it's not that one. Who is it? He that that one doesn't even have. A is it Jalion? Instagram. No, it's the last one before you. Oh, Benemton. <laughs> <laughs> Benem. All right. Well, I don't have anything to say about him. Anyways, but it's I'm able to look at it and just be like, oh, good for that guy. Like, congrats. Like, yay, go you. And I have no feelings about it. But also, would I want to be seeing him in casual hangouts all the time? Like, no, I wouldn't. So just You're in a tough spot, girl. Think but about I think what if, you can handle. I think if you if you kind of reframe the way you think about your ex-boyfriend, that you'll be able to manage the situation a little bit better. Agreed. This has been a great enlightening experience for us and we feel like it could be valuable. If you do have a relationship question, instead of DMing me, 
call us and tell us your story at 1-800-936-WIT or 1-800-936-9448. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you loved this episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. I'd love to hear what you think and anything more or even less you'd want to hear about. Tune in every Tuesday for a new episode. If you want to know more about what I'm up to, you can find me on Instagram at Whitney Eve Port, my website, WhitneyPort.com, and my YouTube channel, Whitney Port. Peace in the streets.